And we lose again. The Knicks. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> um, this is going to be a short episode tonight. I will say that. Um, I just want to get this over with. Um, it's one of the rare nights where I am recording right after the game. And not the next day. Because usually, you know, we have that one day break. The Knicks are every other or NBA schedule is usually every other game. Uh, every other day. So I'll use the next travel day, rest day to record. But tonight I kind of just want to get this out of the way. Um, another tough loss. Episode 468. Three in a row now for the Knicks. But the Knicks got slapped around by the Hawks in their third straight loss tonight. And we're going to be talking about that. Welcome to BD4. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, Tony, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied! Time! Tennis creates... And showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. Yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. Um, we're getting right into it. Episode 468 of the podcast. I'm your host. Thanks for uh, joining. Thanks for listening to BD4. Maybe you're watching the podcast on YouTube or Spotify, the video format. We're not going to waste time. Not good, and again, this will be a quick episode. Uh, it was just a, a, a bad loss. Um, and unlike the game um, the Knicks played on, let's see, Friday, I don't know, fucking Thursday? Was it Thursday? Um, unlike that game, or no, it was Wednesday. Unlike the Wednesday game, this game, the Knicks had energy. They didn't look fatigued. They just... They didn't make adjustments. This game was about adjustments. And we'll talk about that in this episode. Episode 468 of the show. BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series. Knicks every game. MMA on occasion. But... Yeah, back to earth we are, uh, twenty five and twenty two, and I and I'm not stressing, because again for the millionth time this is what I expect, and this is what most fans expected heading into the season, uh, is for the Knicks to be this mediocre five hundred ish team. Uh, but tonight the offense was there, you know, and the Knicks were hot especially early. Eighty percent in the first quarter as a team. Um, no Nick besides Julius Randle missed a shot until a few minutes into the second. 
By halftime, the Knicks had 71 points on 71% shooting. Now, the Hawks were scoring too. But the Knicks offense was so hot, they were hot enough in the first half to kind of temporarily mask those defensive problems. That was, of course, until the second half. When the Nick offense came down to earth and regressed a little bit. It was still very good. They still scored their points and shot decently. But when your defense is so horrendous, very good, that kind of offense isn't enough. And the Hawks, they just start pouring it on. Uh, especially, you know, I look at the second and fourth quarters of this game. But the fourth quarter, they officially put it to bed. They demolished the Knicks 37-23 in the period. Bogdanovich was hot in the period. I think he finished with 14 on the night. Uh, Trey Young, who finished with 27 points, barely needed to play in the fourth because he had himself a very breezy 14 points in the third quarter. Murray finishes with 29 to lead Atlanta. Uh, he had a big second quarter. Him and Trey Young just tearing apart the Knicks backcourt tonight. And so the Knicks lose 139-124 to 124 on the road to the Hawks. And you all know me. Um, <laughs> acting like people actually watch and listen to this show. But those of you who do. Um, you know, if you know me. If you, if you listen to this show. You know that I've I've kind of flipped when it comes to Tom Thibodeau this year. Uh, last year I was very anti-Tibbs. This year I've I've been more reasonable and understanding. Um, maybe so much to a point where I, I could see why some would call me a Tibbs apologist at this point, which is crazy because if you knew where I was last year, that would not be a word or label I'd have. Um, but. So, I, 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 I think he's done a decent job with this team. Uh, decent. But I will call out the nights where I don't think Tibbs has done well. And I thought on a night like this, it wasn't a great look for Tom Thibodeau. It was, it was, it was bad. Um, the defense, the adjustments, not good for him. Not good whatsoever. And of course, you know, without Mitchell Robinson, man, you could see the difference there tonight. You know, first of all, some numbers for you. Uh, some numbers before we dive into it all and give my thoughts. The Atlanta Hawks tonight scored 139 points. They shot 56 for 100. So they got 17 more shots up than the Knicks did. They shot 38% from three-point range, 88% foul shooting, 27 assists to seven turnovers, 62 points in the paint, and they won the second chance points battle, 23-13. And you look at the paint scoring and stuff like that, that's bad because you know the Knicks are a team who feast down there. You know, the Knicks, that's how they get the majority of their baskets in the low paint and they scored 60 tonight and still were outscored in the paint 
Mitchell Robinson. So for those who think his impact is overrated because you're looking at points all day and rebounds per game, look at a night like tonight. Uh, Offensive rebounding, defense, pick and roll coverage. And yeah, the offensive rebounding was a problem. The Hawks grabbed five more offensive rebounds, but somehow watching it felt like it was a lot worse than that too. Guys were just not boxing out, man. They don't ever box out, it feels like. But yeah, the, the, the the brutal pick and roll defense tonight was a rough watch. It made me cringe. It made me laugh hysterically. It, it was just, it was rough. Um, Atlanta just picking us apart in dribble penetration. Picking the Knicks apart. I mean, it killed us. And why are we playing a drop defense against Trey Young and, and DeJounte Murray? Like, why, why is that happening? Trey Young in the pick and roll. You don't know, you know, when he's going to throw that floater up, so it's hard to guard him. But Murray tonight, Murray was the biggest problem. He made 14 field goals on the Knicks. He got into the paint and had his way with that length, that jump hook, that turnaround jumper, that pull-up jumper. He had his way. Just like BK. That stupid freaking commercial that I can't get out of my head. It's triggered me so much to a point where, you know, I ordered McDonald's <laughs> just to, in spite. But um, it just didn't feel like, like it, it's just not a smart coverage against a team like the Hawks who have guys who are capable of knocking down long jump shots and the floater. Because they can screen, shoot, and dribble into the paint well. And I'm literally sitting here second quarter. This was the quarter for me. A lot of people want to talk about the fourth, and we'll touch on that because the fourth was bad. But the second quarter, I'm laughing. I'm sitting there laughing. Because Atlanta's running the same exact play over and over and over again. And the Knicks just can't stop it. They can't stop it. They can't they, they can't defend it. And they refuse to adjust to it. It was a DeJounte Murray pick and roll. He was doing the same thing every time down. Get into the paint, come off the ball screen, and either throw that floater up or shoot the pull up over Deuce McBride or Isaiah Hartenstein. The same thing. Pick and roll near the top of the key. And I went back to watch some film because I'm a nerd. And Hawks announcers, you know, it was the Hawks announcers. Um, when I was watching the film, I got to hear what they had to say. And they were laughing. They were laughing because the Knicks just weren't adjusting to it. And they were just saying, here it is again. Here he is again. Here's the same thing again. Like, they were laughing. It was tough to sit through, man. It was tough. The same exact pick and roll coverage tonight and and not one single adjustment. That's coaching, man. That's coaching. I'm sorry. You know, and you had the same shit with Brunson tonight. He was getting cooked. We're not adjusting there. DeAndre Hunter, 
Is that his name? Hunter? He was in post-up. Abusing Brunson. Continuously. And we had Brunson on him. For whatever reason. Hunter finishes with 20 points. That's like 5 points above his average. I, I, you know, Why did we have to go and wait so long to go to Grimes? He could have had that task in the 4th quarter. We're so hesitant to use Grimes sometimes in the 4th. It's weird. But yeah, mainly it was the defensive scheming. That was my biggest gripe tonight. I just wish they made adjustments with their defensive uh, style sometimes. And they didn't just stick with the same exact coverage every night. And I know the defense, you know, the, the way we play, it's it's worked this year for sure. The Nick defense is top 10. Whether you want to bitch and moan about that or not, they have played top 10 defense whether you're watching the games or you're looking at the defensive rating, the points per game numbers, like there's no denying it's been a top 10 defense. But you can question whether it's one player, <clears throat> Mitchell Robinson, being most effective in that type of defense to mitigate the deficiencies of it, right, of the drop coverage. Like, we've got good perimeter defenders. But sometimes you can adjust. You can change it up. Like, you don't have to run the same exact game plan against different teams. You could change it up. And Sims wasn't great tonight defensively. I get that. He's young, though. He's an okay backup. Young. And you even saw the difference when Sims left the floor. The Hawks were able to attack Isaiah Hartenstein, and they kept doing it in that second quarter. I'm telling you, go watch that second quarter. Go watch Murray in that second quarter. Every single bucket he had came off the same play. Someone would set a ball screen. They'd roll. He'd drive, and he'd throw up a floater or pull up for a jumper. Watch the second. Not to say the game was over in the second half. Because it wasn't. The Knicks still had their moments, right? So, you know, at the top of the third quarter, Grimes has that terrible turnover. Then he gets the bullshit flagrant foul. Um, The Hawks go on this, I think it was a 13-0 run. And all of a sudden, they're up 81-71. But then Randall gets red hot. And he's surging. He's pulverizing guys like Collins and Capella, Hunter, whoever was on him. He dropped 17 of his 32 points in the third period. He splits the defense on one of those final possessions and hands it off to a cutting Grimes for a basket to tie the game, 98 all. So they had moments in that second half. But then the pendulum went right back into the Hawks' favor as they opened up the fourth quarter on fire and the Knicks could not stop them. A giant 20-4 run led by Murray, Bogdanovich, and Okongwu who had 14 points tonight and a couple of big offensive rebounds in the fourth. And the Knicks in the fourth quarter, I thought, botched it just all around. Like Atlanta was getting into the paint. They were getting into the mid-range. The Knicks were not making adjustments there. You had a couple open three-point looks on that one possession. 
It was a four-point game. Obi misses one in the right corner. Deuce misses one at the top. Kind of went away, went away from that Randall low post game for some reason. It was working so well in the third. But it was the defense in the fourth, in the second, it, throughout the night. It was the defense. Hartenstein checks out in the fourth quarter, thankfully. But instead of putting Jericho back in, now we want to go small with Obi and Randall. But where's your rim protection there? You know, it's about knowing when to put this lineup in there. Where's your rim protection? How are you guarding in space with those two outside the restricted area? I I just overall I didn't love this game from Tibbs. You know, I I the, I thought the defensive coverage was just abysmal. I could sit and complain about the offense tonight, yeah, but it feels weird because they dropped 124 points and they allowed damn near 140. If they drop 124 points every night, they lead the they would lead the league by seven points per game. <laughs> and they, you know, I thought they some of the things I complain about usually offensively, moving the ball, getting some certain guys involved. Well, the Knicks had 27 assists. They did use Obi Toppin a lot more. His usage was up. He had uh, at least seven shots. You know, he had a few in the fourth quarter. He had some open looks. They involved him. You know, most nights, yeah, it's a bit too much ISO, uh, too much read and react offense. And of course, I would like you know Tibbs to open up the playbook and become more dynamic, right? Especially running a nine-man rotation with a team that's not really talented enough for that. You know, that's that's also falling on the front office. They got to step up and help us out here in three weeks. But that's it, man. Listen, at the end of the day, as I have been saying, this team just needs a superstar. We're all so stuck in the day-to-day. And I think Gio put it perfectly from Boomer and Gio on WFAN earlier in the season. Saying we're all so stuck in the day-to-day. And it's so very true, man. Because until then, until we get that superstar. Not Kuzma, not Clarkson. Let's be honest. Until we get that superstar. We are going to continue to have these ridiculous range of emotions. When we have stretches like this. Three losses in a row, the sky is falling, and nothing is right, and there's no future, no hope. But when we have stretches like we did at the start of the year, we look promising, we're building a culture, and all that fun stuff, right? So these inconsistencies, those bipolar feelings, they're going to keep happening so long as we don't have that grade A number one Batman superstar on this team. I'm just saying. Um, and that's that. I'm not going to dive into any specific performances. Um, I will say Julius Randle will get a, uh, a game ball from me tonight. Bing bang. He scored 32 points, had nine rebounds, six assists, three turnovers, shot 50% from the field, uh, three out of 10 from three, and he was 78% at the line. A minus 12 across 33 minutes. It's his 15th game ball of the season. Um, he's now averaging 24, 11, and 4. He's played in all 47 games. 
I thought he was good. I thought that third quarter was big. And again, I thought we should have went back to him, but we didn't. Yeah, and I'm going to give the second award. Our game ball off the bench going to Emmanuel quickly. Who scored 11 points tonight. Shot 5 for 5. Knocked down a 3. Played 36 minutes on the year. He's now averaging 13 points. It's going up every day. And he's got 21 game balls. That's second on the team behind Brunson. But, um, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to really... Again, I'm not going to dive too far into all that. So, what we're going to do... Is we're going to head to break. Come back and wrap this up with the trivia question of the day. And that'll be it. A quick 25 minute episode. Alright, so thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. And we'll wrap this up from there. Stay with us. Hey guys, so if you are a listener of the podcast often. And you want to know where to find me on social media. You can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify. But you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Bing bang! We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to episode 468 of the podcast. Thanks for stopping by and listening. So the Knicks get slapped around by the Hawks in their, in their third straight loss tonight. Um... And that's it. We're going to wrap this up with our trivia right now. All right. So for this episode, episode 468, our NYYNYK MMA trivia question of the day brought to you by Anchor. The best way to get your podcast. How many players on the 1953-54 Knicks roster went on to become pro or college coaches. How many players on the 1953-54 Knicks roster went on to become pro or college coaches? So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll let you know in the next show. 
how many players on the 1953-54 Knicks roster went on to become pro or college coaches. And that's that. So I appreciate you guys for stopping by. I always do. Episode 468 is in the books. I'll see you in 469. We will be talking probably Knicks. Um, now I will, I do plan on doing some other topics on, on, on the show soon. Um, I might have a Yankees episode actually sooner than I expected. Um, no concrete date yet. And I'm probably, if I have the time, because I'm, I'm getting pretty busy with, with school. Um, but I really want to, because it's, it's been a bit, um, recap MMA Saturday. And do one on UFC 280, is it 283 coming up? 281, 23, 23, I believe. I want to recap the UFC card tomorrow night. On Saturday, tomorrow night, as I'm recording, would be Saturday, January 21st. So I want to do an episode recapping the uh, the UFC pay-per-view coming up this weekend. So look forward to that. But as far as this episode, 468, the Knicks lose. Again, they're mediocre. They don't have a star. You know, <laughs> just this is what it is. Um, but this is the episode. That's it. I'll see you later. All right, guys. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.